welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm okay. Are you awake? No. <laughs> no, I'm not awake. And I have bags under my eyes. I'm so tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'm awake. I'm tired. I'm just cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a it's been an interesting week. It has been a very interesting week. We had snow days this week. We kept putting off podcast recording because things were busy, things were crazy. We got to even last night, we're like, okay, this would be a great time to sit down with uh, the microphones and some cocktails and tell some tales. And it's like, nope, too tired. So here we are with a morning recording of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. Woo-hoo! What are you drinking for this episode? I have a fabulous purple coffee cup full of water and ice cubes. <laughs> what are you drinking today? I have a stocking cap on because I'm cold <laughs> and flannel pajama pants and my robe. You're over there drinking ice water. Well, I can't have any more coffee. If I have some more coffee, I'm going to fly around this room. So Fly around this room and maybe off to the bathroom. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No gallbladder. Oh, well, I'm having coffee. Good for you. Just coffee. Uh, Tim Hortons coffee because hockey, eh? Mm. This is a big weekend of hockey. I got more hockey going on today. Lots of hockey. Got a little uh, chocolate, sugar-free chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, simple syrup alternative, whatever, in there to sweeten it up. Do flavor you like it. that? Is it good? Yeah, actually, I do like it. Okay. Not like every day, but it's uh, it's fun. All right. It's a little bit different. Cool. I tried it. I didn't love it. Oh, well. You've got the French vanilla and the caramels like and the all the French other vanilla, and just plain. And and caramel. Is there anything else in your coffee? No, it's just coffee and sugar-free syrup because, like, I got a coach again today, and yeah, don't need a cocktail before that. Might really need a cocktail after that, but not before. <laughs> yeah. Well, cheers, sweetie. Cheers. Not a good clang. Mm. Coffee mugs. Ah, water. It's good for you. <laughs> so you didn't want a morning cocktail? No. Why is that? I have an insurance report due to <laughs> tomorrow. Something else where so. not good to have a cocktail no, before, but you I, definitely need one afterwards. For sure. Um, yeah, those are just tedious and something that just has to get done. Yeah. Yes, it just is. It's a part of work life, so I need to be with it. So Enough it can be as perfect as possible. Should we <laughs> let's just get into like the weekend that was? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a busy week, but like it's been a crazy weekend. What? There's a spider on the wall. Then kill it. Mm. He's not moving. It's cold down here. There you go. Okay. Extra early morning yesterday to get up. We had a, a mite jamboree. And if you don't know what a mite is, that's a uh, U8, 8 and under uh, hockey jamboree we have teams come in from out of town along with our local teams and they play cross ice and if you don't know what cross ice is it's where we split up the ice into three little mini rinks and they play <laughs> side to side instead of lengthwise mm-hmm. it's the right size they for them they get small legs so everything's scaled down their pucks are a little bit lighter than a normal puck are they yeah those little blue pucks they use those are four ounces instead of the regulation six ounce black I pups did not know that black pucks yeah I just thought they were blue so the kids could see them. Better. No, they're they're so that we know the difference between what like That's kids funny. one and two use, which is the same thing that the adults use and the NHL players use. Mm-hmm. The little guys, it's hard to really push that thing around when it's heavier. So they have a lighter puck. They have smaller nets. Mm-hmm. 
the when they start out and learn to play, they got the really itty bitty tiny nets. Yeah, then there's the cute. intermediate net, and that's what uh, Kid uh, Kid Three uses. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to U10 and up, they use the full size regulation nets, which are six feet by four feet. Awesome. So we had a jamboree. We had to get up early for that. Kid Three was in net, which was totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. I he saw the pictures. Like, he was so cute. He looked like a Funko Pop because he's got like a big head and a little body, little marshmallow man. Nice. Yeah, he was very, very cute as a goalie yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's an interesting challenge to coach them out on the ice because at that level, they're coming out of learn to play. They're not quite transitioning into when they get to U10, they go full ice with all the rules and the positions. And we get into that and, and it still takes a while to adjust to that. But mm-hmm. at the level they're at right now, some of the kids are starting to get spatial awareness where they are on the ice, what's going on, the flow of the game. And other ones are still like, Cloud hockey. Chase Cloud the puck. Hockey. Puck. I must go get the puck. Doesn't matter that somebody in the same color jersey already <laughs> has the puck. So I'm out there trying to like, you know, there's putting groups out. Like have some groups where they're spread out and they're passing and they're getting that goalie moving and they're firing pucks. And it's like, awesome. Yay. And I got other groups where it's like, okay, one person on the other team has the puck. And I'm like, we're playing four and four. And all four of my players are defending that one person. And the other three players on the other team are sitting wide open, nice. ready for a shot at, well, in this case, this weekend it was my kid, but it's, you know, one of my players mm-hmm. in net. And it's like, oh, Lord. And then then you take the next step down, and it's not only do, you know, we have the puck, but then I've got a player going in and basically tackling my own players because he wants the puck so bad. That's not good. You got to be nice to your teammates, buddy. Yeah. It's like, dude, lift lift your head up a little bit. Look around. You just stole it from, insert name here. <laughs> He's our friend. He's our teammate. We don't want to steal it from him. Nope. And to some degree, you got to laugh. And to some degree, it's just like, oh. It's like, whatever. So we did that. And then we hit the road straight from the rink uh, because Kid One had an out-of-town game. She did. And that was an adventure. Indeed, it yeah, was. We saw some things. <laughs> we saw that some road things trip. that can't be unseen. They can not, especially because we took pictures of those things. <laughs> and that was, it was quite the road trip. And that gets into our topic for tonight. Like we're not wasting any time. Nope. But uh, we have tonight's uh, episode, or tonight's. T- I'm so used to recording these in the morning. You know what? I'm opening the blinds to remind myself we're doing this in daylight. <laughs> Hang on. Maybe if wow. I see the sun out there, I'll remember and stop saying tonight because yeah. we usually do these at night. And the sun is actually out today. Yes. It's amazing. Today's episode is Road Trip Survival Guide. And when we came up with this topic earlier this week and we you know, put out our notes, it's like, okay, we got some stories and stuff. And then we didn't realize that so many would play into the road trip that was <laughs> this weekend. We should play Road Trip in by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't <laughs> look. We get into licensing and rights. Yeah, you can find it on iTunes. There you people, go. We can suggest can people go and listen to it. It's a listen great song. to it. I do not want to get in copyright infringement and all that nonsense. Not with the Chili Peppers, no. for sure. I mean, as is our theme music, we went and we bought the license yes, to that and did. the usage rights. So mm-hmm. we're on the up and up. Oh. <laughs> but the road trip to us, we made it there. <laughs> she played great. She did good. She did. I'm very happy there. Um, she let in let in a few goals, which is normal at that age. 
But then what made me excited was when she got beat, she had absolutely no chance. It was like three on none. So if you don't know what that means, it's like three of their players and none of our defenders. So it's like, you know, they can pass it faster than she can go sliding across that six foot wide net. Yeah. And they had her moving and, you know, she did the best she could. And the first time we played that team, it was 11 to nothing, 11 to one, something ridiculous. Oh. So the fact that we lost <laughs> seven to one. That's better. Yeah. And you know, we split the goalie time, thankfully, because and we'll get into it a little bit. But we walked in as they were puck, dropping the puck. So the other goalie went and played the first half of the game and he let in four. And then halfway through the second period, our kid jumped into net and she let in three. And we lost seven to one. Hey, improvement. But actually, they played better. They looked better. We still got room for improvement, obviously. We got some things we want to work on because we got some. Now we got games going on. Hooray, games. Well, we've been playing scrimmages and whatnot, waiting for things to open up. So we've got we got work to do before this winter hockey season ends. But this is not an all hockey episode. So if you're like, oh, God, they're going to talk about youth hockey all the time. No, we're not. <laughs> but we got some stories from yesterday's youth hockey travels. <laughs> And we got some other travels. <laughs> to kick this off, though, a road trip survival guide. These are This is basically going to be 10 tips for successful travels, especially when you're doing it with kids, but not necessarily with kids. And along the way, we've got some anecdotes from, anecdotes. Our, from our experiences. <laughs> I guess, uh, Jess, as we go through this, what in your recollection was your, your favorite, the best road trip? Um... Growing up or as life with, with the kids? We, when I was little, not too little, but like, I don't know, 12 something, 11, 12, somewhere in there. We took this massive road trip. Um, it was, I think it was like two weeks long. We went from Michigan to Florida. We were going to Pensacola, Florida. And it was in the summer, so hurricane season, but we weren't thinking about that. And the trip down to Florida was supposed to take two days. And my dad decided that that trip was only going to take one day and we were going to get there within 24 hours. And uh, we did. We got, we rolled into Florida 23 hours later after leaving Michigan. And um, then we needed a hotel room. And my parents did not think to book a hotel room beforehand. So we spent <laughs> the next, I don't know, maybe two hours Driving. This is a car with like you and your brother and your mom, <laughs> who's notorious for like stopping to pee every like ten minutes. Yeah, the next two hours, uh, hopping from hotel to hotel, desperately trying to find a room for the night. We finally found one. Um, slept kind of okay. Got up the next morning, drove to our condo in Florida, where we were introduced to cockroaches for the first time. So Palmetto that was bugs. yeah, that was exciting. There was lots of screaming. My dad was super pissed about all of the screaming. <laughs> He's still tired from the twenty-three hour drive. Yeah, it was ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And then we went to the grocery store, bought groceries, got them all home, started to get unpacked when the realtor called and said, "A hurricane is coming. You have to evacuate the island right now." And my parents were like, "Well, no, we just got here. We don't want to." And they're like, "You have to." You can't stay there. Get off the island now. So instead of being smart about this and like calling a hotel to reserve a room, my parents decided we would go to dinner. So we went and we had dinner. It was seafood. It was fantastic. And then we had to go and try and find a hotel along with everybody else in Florida because hurricane. That didn't go well. 
We found one, finally, but it took a really long time. Um, I'm sure it was a quality establishment, no, too. No, it was not. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we spent, like, the next, I think, maybe two days and nights in this crappy hotel. We couldn't go anywhere because there was massive flooding. I think the hurricane wound up being a tropical storm. I'm not, I don't really remember. Um, but lots of flooding, lots of pissed off parents, super grumpy with my brother because he was irritating. I'm sure I was irritating too. After the two days though, we were able to get back to our condo and we were like, yay, Florida vacation. Except that after a hurricane, tropical storm rolls through, there's usually lots of rain that follows up behind it. So I think we made it to the beach like once maybe and the rest of the time. In the rain. rain. (laughs) Just to prove a point because your dad's being stubborn. pictures of sunshine but it rained shortly after we finally got to the beach and um we <laughs> when you say there's pictures with sunshine was it actual sunshine or is it just because your parents have almost named you sunshine no it was actual and it's sunshine. just you standing in the rain so i don't know we were there for a couple more days and then it was time for us to go and we went to new orleans so that my parents could like show me where i was born and we could see some old family friends and they could show us the city and everything and um the rain Swing followed by us. bourbon street yeah it, that was fun. It was neat. There was a witch who was like shouting things <laughs> in the middle of the French Quarter. And my parents were like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. And I was like, but she's a witch. She has like a stick and everything. Um, <laughs> the rain followed us to New Orleans, though. And it was like torrential downpour the entire time. I wanted to go into a voodoo shop. They wouldn't let me. That was disappointing. Uh, we were there for a couple days. And then after that, we went to my uncle's house in Mississippi, where it continued to rain the entire time. After that, we we were there for, I don't know, maybe two days, a day. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. Um, after that, we went up to Tennessee because my dad wanted to go to the Jack Daniels Distillery. And this is, just to be clear, this is your best road trip story? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, we took lots of road trips, but this is... This one turned out the best? ...with the most vivid memories. Oh, my God. So we went to the Jack Daniels Distillery because my dad absolutely loves Jack Daniels. And he was like, this is going to be amazing. We're going to see how it was made. We're going to learn about the guy. It's going to be great. And we did, except that my brother and I um, were not interested in the history of Jack Daniels. And also, we're in the middle of freaking nowhere, and there's like a stream. You're in a dry county, so I don't know what you're... You can't even do tastings there. They did not do tastings, but we went on a tour of the distillery, which I guess looking back was actually pretty cool. But at the time, it sucked. Yeah, it did. now that you're almost 40 and I'm pretty you can sure drink. that we made it miserable for my dad, and he was super pissed that it was not the experience I mean, he wanted. My parents but. used to hit up wineries when we go on road trips and everything and tour, and like we'd go tour it. It's like, as a little kid, it's like, great, it's another hole in the ground farm. <laughs> You know, and it's like, can we get to the end of the tasting where you do the one non-alcoholic one that the kids can taste? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, so there's that. And then after that, we went home to Michigan where it continued to rain. <laughs> so basically, we went on this massive road trip for two weeks where it rained. Your and best was... story involves two weeks of rain <laughs> and everybody pissed off in the family. Basically, yes. Oh my God, it's just going to go mean, downhill look, from there? We took road trips every single year, but they were always from wherever it was that we lived at the time to Maryland and Virginia to visit all of our grandparents and our aunts and uncles. Um, but that was like our one big family road trip that we took to someplace other than Maryland and Virginia. So that's why it probably sticks out 
more than the others. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, what's your best road trip? Well, like you and being a child of the 80s, <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> no, we, this was from the 90s. Well, whatever. 80s and 90s growing up, uh, we did lots of road trips, especially since I was one of four kids. <laughs> so we drove and like... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only like, it's less than 24 hours drive? Yeah, we're driving. Not only that, both my parents are Upers. They're from the UP of Michigan, so we have family spread all over Michigan and, you know, the Midwest. So we went up to the UP a lot, mm-hmm. um, and which is a hike. And we in spring break and everything was always road trips. Most memorable, I would say, best road trips growing up were uh, we would take an extended vacation camping but we, we'd had our Suburban. We'd load all the kids in. Uh, when we got the Suburban, uh, my brother and I thought it was great because we were, we were the younger two. And in that third row seat, there's less leg room. It's even like shorter. But like we're like, oh, my God, our feet can touch the ground. It was great. <laughs> and my sister sat in the middle and my parents sat up front. Mm-hmm. You know that parent thing where the arm goes back. Yes, yeah, it was like a relay event where like they would they, they would go swing, you know swat at your brothers and my sisters took joy in like swinging the arm at us. But then we would put so we had all our stuff in there. And then we would uh, pull the family boat behind, which was a you know nineteen footer, and inside the boat we loaded stuff in there. So like the inner tubes, the bicycles, everything were inside the boat. That's so cool. we had our bikes, we had our fam- big family tent, we had the boat, everything, and we would go. I think the one that stands out the most is we went up along the Michigan shoreline, basically leapfrogging and we would, we'd set up a campsite and then we would go boating and then we'd come back in and leapfrog up a little bit more up the coastline and just kept going and seeing all these little coastal towns. And it's, it still stands with me. It was, I was a real little kid when we did it, but it was fun. And it's, you know, very much summer vacation. Mm-hmm. So that is my, my best story. <laughs> okay. uh, I, at least best memory of road trips. Jessica, you set the bar at a very interesting level at best. <laughs> what was the worst road trip? Might be the same one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't know what the worst one was. There's so many to choose from. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Can you pick a horrible road trip? My mom took us on a road trip to visit her friends, like old family friends. They lived in Illinois at the time. And that part was fun. Like, it was fine. But then she took, on the way home, she took a detour so we could go and visit these family friends that we had when I was super little and we lived in Georgia. And, like, I have very few memories of these people. I know that I used to play with them because they're kids. They had kids. They were around my age. They lived down the street. But we really, like, didn't talk to them after we left the state of Georgia. So, like, it was super awkward. And she got lost on the way there and there was a rainstorm and we, there was like a muddy road and I thought we were going to run off the road because of all of the rain and that the, the dirt road was getting washed out. But we made it to these people's houses, house and then we like sat there, my brother and I sat there and my mom talked to her friend that she hadn't seen in like, I don't know, 12 years or something and all of her kids basically like hid in their rooms away from me and my brother and it was how, just, many, how many kids you, had four, when, you, when you say all of the kids it sounds like they're like they live in a shoe no they, <laughs> they live in a shoe. ton of kids all over <laughs> the place four kids it's okay. like a like a nice size house it was yeah. fine um but it was just in the middle of nowhere and like those kids did not come out of their room the entire time and we were there for like four hours um and then my mom 
found out that their oldest daughter was actually getting confirmed. And then my mom got like upset. She was like, I can't believe you didn't invite me to your daughter's confirmation. I would love to see it. And I was like, I want to go home. I don't want to go to church right now. This is horrible. We have to go because she has to go get confirmed today. So time to go, mom. Let's go. Um, And then we got lost on the way home. And it was not good getting lost on the highway. Nice. Good time. Yeah, it's like a really weird story. Sorry, people. <laughs> what about you? What was your worst car oh, trip? Oh, there's there's uh, several to choose from. Um, I'll, I'll, how about two? Both involving ones my parents planned. Okay. One was spring break 1980-something. First grade. Still memorable. Still, like, stands out in family lore. There's still stories about this one. So we go on this uh, massive road trip down through the Smokies and everything. And, um, yeah, the the main part was to stay at this uh, resort in the Smokies with indoor-outdoor pool connected, which is cool in spring. Mm -hmm. But we were also going to Cumberland Gap and all sorts of stuff. And uh, partway through the trip, a snowstorm moves into the... uh, Awesome. Yeah. We end up snowed in at this basically the motel we could find at the time, which had green shag carpeting. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. Ew. And we're stuck in there for a couple days with not with supplies. So basically, we're eating like instant oatmeal, <laughs> and I think we had a few cans of whatever beans. Well, they're it's probably beans. They're probably like those soy cocktail hot dog things my parents used to get when we like emergency supplies. Oh my god! For uh, trips and stuff. My brother and I always refer to them as dirt bean hot dogs because we're like, where does the soybean come from? They're like, it grows in the dirt. We're like, oh, dirt bean hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's so disgusting. We'll not eat those things to this day. But that, so we're stuck there for a while. I do remember once we got out of, finally got out of that hotel, we went to Shaker Village. <laughs> and I just remember like you took a, like the wait staff was just sitting there. So like the bread rolls, you ate a bread roll, they brought a new basket. Oh you took a God. sip of your milk, they refilled it. But the other thing was their the lemon meringue pie did not really if he used sugar, it didn't use very much because it was tart. Oh, my. It was tart. But we were all starving. So we just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and drinking constantly like milk because we were little kids. Uh, I remember we we did have a snowball fight across three states. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. fun. But it was the being trapped in the snowstorm. That was rough. The other one was the year uh, my parents decided they were going to take. Uh, my oldest sister was was off at college or her career or whatever, but it was the other sister, my brother and I, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we were going to Niagara Falls because we had never been. Mm-hmm. So they, we we decided to cut through Canada for Michigan because why not? Uh, it one, it's the faster route <laughs> usually, and there was a massive wreck, and so there was this huge backup and my mom was just coming off she had broken her ankle uh like actually the day we got out uh, for summer vacation we had a big party we were playing capture the flag we had a fire pit we were making s'mores my mom was coming we, down we had this two-tiered deck out of the back of our house mm-hmm. and she was coming down she missed a step fell broke her ankle that's terrible so that was a that was a horrible summer where <laughs> not only for mom who was in bed and it was a bad break my, my brother and i were like my dad had to go to work, so we're like, okay, we're making TV dinners for lunch. <laughs> and it was just, yeah. Uh, and at the end of the summer, it's August, dog days of summer, so it's heat wave moves through in August. Michigan. Michigan and Canada. <laughs> Miserably hot. And 
all of a sudden in uh, Ontario, everything's backed up for miles and miles. I'm sorry, it's in Canada, so it's kilometers and kilometers. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And my sister has had a UTI going on, and my brother and I had this like seven to ten gallon jug of water with a spigot at the bottom of plastic <laughs> cups. So we're trying to mess with her. So we're You're like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're hitting. You can hear the the water hitting the cheap plastic cup, and yep. then she's miserable. Of course, we were doing this for so long. Then we had to pee too. <laughs> uh, it got to the point where like my mom had to get out of the car and like just walk along the highway. We had this really creepy guy as, as the traffic is <laughs> inching forward and like four lanes wide because everyone's on the shoulders too. And he's just leering at my mom and my sister, <laughs> so, and we can't get away from him because we're stuck in traffic and it's hot <laughs> and it's miserable. My dad is just angry. We eventually get to where they're diverting traffic off the highway down one single ramp and the Ontario Providential Police and all their wisdom, you know, OPP. (laughs) (laughs) Not that OPP, the Canadian version of OPP. Uh, The police are going, oh, there's two cars of local traffic. We'll let them through and we'll stop this like hours and hours of backed up highway traffic. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we eventually get into the back roads, and now it's single lane, you know, two-lane road, one in each direction. And we eventually make it to Niagara Falls. Late to our check-in, they had given away our hotel reservation. So now we're in Niagara Falls, and we're on the Canadian side, and we're uh, we're looking for a place to stay. Dad finally found a hotel to stay in. He uh, just a, a normal double room for the five of us. Everybody's miserable. My mom's ankle hurts. My sister's bladder hurts. Everybody's hot, miserable. The the big suite we had set up in the hotel is gone. My brother and I are just sick of being in the car, and we've run out of things to torment everybody with. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. awful. It was awful. I mean, there was also the one where we went down to, like, Oklahoma because my boss, who was also my dad's best friend, got married, and, like, I was in high school, and my brother and I were miserable. And, like, we get there, and, like, Okay, well, we brought our rollerblades. We're going to play roller hockey in the parking lot of the hotel. Yeah, it was a dirt parking, a gravel parking lot. So we couldn't do that. We're like, what kind of hillbilly place are we in? Yeah, we were, of course, and we're, you know, high schoolers. So Mm -hmm. we were just miserable to be around anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to do a book report and I have to read a book by Bill Gates, which was the boringest thing ever. So like every five minutes I would fall asleep and wake up and like, where was I? (laughs) Yeah. You had to do a book report on a book by Bill Gates? Oh, God, it was miserable. Why? Uh, uh, I think it was for a computer programming class. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, so those are some bad trips. Yes. 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 So let's get into our, our, our tips here, yes. and I'm sure we got more stories to go along with you. So, Jessica, what is survival tip number one for surviving a road trip? Backseat entertainment. You have got to have some way to entertain yourselves and your kids or your parents or whoever else or is in the car. Or front seat entertainment, too. Yeah, front seat entertainment is a must. Entertainment in general, but especially if you've got kids. Yeah, so lots of cars have built-in uh, DVD players at this point, and that's awesome. So you can bring movies, or if you don't have that, you can preload them onto a tablet or Blu-rays or, or 4K. I don't or... think. Well, yes. Yeah, okay. But right. like, you're showing your age. You're going DVD. 
But our car only plays DVDs. I know. Played Blu-rays. It's not awesome enough. Well. well. Anyways, you can preload them onto a tablet or a phone or whatever other kind of device you have. Be sure it's something you can change because we. uh, I remember we did a road trip with (gasps) kid one and two were very young. Kid two was like five months old. We had to go down. Uh, One of your friends was getting married. You were in the. The uh, in, we went to Florida. We went to Florida from Virginia, <laughs> and uh, we went down. Actually, you got measured for you were the matron of honor, and you got measured for that dress. It had to be measured like six months out. So you, it was right before uh, kid number two was born. You were incredibly pregnant. It was huge. And then, <laughs> then we go down for the so the dress was already not fitting well, and you were upset about that. We went down, no problem. We had um, it was an uh, that car didn't have video players in it so we it got the ones where it had the two screens like the portable dvd player yeah one of them was the master and you plugged in the uh, the disc to it and hung on the back of the headrest and because mm-hmm. we had one kid was facing forward one kid was facing backwards uh we could run the cables behind it and they could have something to watch mm-hmm. the hard part was um you couldn't change the disc on the fly so on the return trip home and because they were so little we actually had stopovers too halfway through we weren't pulling one of your dads going, no, we're going to drive not. straight through <laughs> from the D.C. area to the Orlando area. We like stopped over in South Carolina. I think so. Yeah. But on the way back, right around Richmond, Virginia, we hit heavy traffic because imagine that another traffic jam. And we got stuck. The The disc that they were watching was the first 40 years, uh, the best of the first 40 years of uh, Sesame Street. And it got stuck on the intro screen, and we could not change it. It was just the ABC song for hours on it. It was so bad. And the traffic was inching forward just enough where we couldn't, like, go, okay, well, it's a traffic jam. Just get out of the car and change it. It was like, no, we're we're crawling forward at, like, half a mile an hour. Hours of the ABC song. Not even the whole song. Just the first half. And the the master is behind my head and it loaded from the door side. Yeah. I was driving. There was no way to just reach in yeah. the back and, and get to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the kids were actually really happy, though. They were like, yay, we're back on A. All right. And they're, you know, and meanwhile, we're going, wait a minute, Oscar the Grouch used to be orange? Yeah. The green must be the patina. Oh, that was, that was rough. Oh, that was rough. But entertainment, the kids were entertained. They were for sure entertained. You and I were not entertained. Was it? We finally got off the highway at one point just to feed them. We went into a McDonald's and like kid one, who is barely one at this point, could tell I was distressed. I'm holding her. You're feeding kid uh, kid two a bottle. And all I could feel as I'm like all these angry people from the highway who had just gotten off. That sounds wrong. They had gotten <laughs> off the highway. <laughs> They're in there, they're hostile, they're angry, they're hungry, they're hangry, and everyone's just frustrated, and the staff is overwhelmed, which make it, is making them look incredibly inept, um, but to be fair, it was like a weird time to be slammed by business, so all of a sudden, I feel these little pats on my back. Little tiny pats. Little pats, where she's just like, like, she's one and a half, and it was just like, okay, I'm taking a breath. And anyway, <laughs> entertainment. Other entertainment ideas, Jessica. Nintendo Switch, their portable, or the the other one that I can't remember the name of, the tiny one. Game Boy? No. Oh, the DS. <laughs> yeah. You got a Game Boy. Kudos for you for still having it work. <laughs> um, iPods, iPod Touches. Tablets. Tablets. Um, the Amazon tablets are really awesome for little kids because they come in a rubber case, and you can't 
you can't break them. And if you do manage to break them, you can send it back to Amazon and they'll replace yes. it. We are not sponsored by this at all. I just really like that product. Um, Books, <clears throat> stuffed buddies, they're loveys, they're, they're lovies. animals. Yes, this is actually really important. Um, little kids don't sleep so good on road trips or overnight hotel trips. Um, we learned after our very first road trip with kid number one to bring the stuffed animals, because like the favorite stuffed animals. Because she did not sleep the entire time we were out of town with her. Because we left her favorite lovies at home. Because we were afraid they would get lost. We brought one. We realized you needed more. It wasn't more. good enough. It wasn't good enough. Nope. So after... And it was number. It was the number two lovey. Because we're like, we don't want to lose the number exactly, one lovey. We've had experiences with that as kids ourselves. Especially oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but after, after that adventure with her, we were like, okay, pick your top three lovies. Bring them. And stick them in your pillow. Every time it's time to go somewhere, um, you can only have it at night when we're getting ready to sleep. And in the morning, you're going to put all of those favorite lovies back in the pillow. We've also, as they got older, we got them a set of little kid backpacks. And they look like little characters, and they're really cute. One's like a puppy. One's a giraffe. One's a ladybug. I can't remember the other one. Kid number four has a unicorn. Yeah, It's awesome. It has a horn. It does. That's (laughs) But it's it's like, all right, you can put all the lovies. You can cram into this thing. Yes, and they, they do. They smush them in there good because they want to make sure they're bringing their favorite ones. But ever since we started doing that, the kids have not had a problem sleeping in a new place. Um, it provides that sense of comfort for them. We even did that when we went to St. Thomas and we were standing there. There's a picture of Kid 1 and Kid 2 passed out in the bed in the little treehouse thing we were, asleep, we were staying at mm-hmm. with a sea of loveys around them. Yeah. One's, one's going one way. One's going like one's got his head pointed toward like kid two has his head pointing towards the foot of the bed. Kid one's the other way. We put some pillows in the middle. Mm-hmm. So they each had their little area of the bed. Cause it was like what a queen size bed or something. Yep. Yeah. But we did take a picture of like just both of them sprawled out with the sea of, sea of loveys. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to loveys though, I would say mad libs have been a lifesaver. One, it's cognitively stimula- stimulating. And it helps yep. with distraction, but it's also fun and gets the whole family going. And you usually have one or two kids who are like, I'm not going to play. Yes, you are. You are going to play. We don't, we have to put restrictions on words. It's like, look, you can only put wiener in the Mad Lib <laughs> once per Mad Lib. Poopy is another good Or one. eventually you get a lot of like, okay, no poop and pee stuff. Because we got the one kid who is always just like, poop, pee. Yeah, he's great. Turd. Fun. Any kind of bathroom language, he's putting it in the Fart. Mad Libs, so we, we have a limit on that. But usually, I mean, we have a big family, so there's enough people where they get spread out. We've got several books, and we've got the compilation things, and we've got uh, we've got an, actually an app for it, too. But we've done superhero ones and Star Wars ones and whatnot. We even have the date night one, because you and I, when we went up to uh, Trevor City... <laughs> Yeah, we had to entertain ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Date night Mad Libs. Made, those made, are hilarious. Yes, they are. <laughs> also, you can if you don't like Mad Libs, but you do want to play some card uh, some car games, you can look online. There are hundreds of games that you can find the rules for. But looking through this, I actually pulled the kids a little bit informally when I was uh, making notes for this one night. And I'm like, what you know, what are some of the aspects of the best trips, the worst trips? And they all said, of course, these things where we had entertainment and movies and Switch. And uh, Mad Libs were their, some of their favorite trips. And the worst, the common thread through all the worst road trips we've done was always they were bored. There was nothing to do. There was nothing to look at. The scenery wasn't changing. Uh, Kid One pointed out we went on one. 
and kid four had kind of a little cold, a runny nose, and she had to spend almost the entire trip with her arm across holding a tissue by kid four's nose because she was little and wiping her nose constantly. That's funny. Yeah. Aw. So backseat entertainment. It's a must. For sure. Number two is snacks and beverages. Definitely a must, especially if you're going to get stuck in traffic. Yeah, you got to have something to eat. You got to have something to snack on. It also keeps little little kids happy. Like when we were doing road trips as kids, they were known as Wiggly Boy Treats. I do like that for you. Even my sisters would ask for Wiggly Boy Treats because we had Wiggly Boys and the boys in the back. <laughs> Even my dad would like, you know, I think about half the supply went to my dad. Of course. He was constantly munching on stuff. But like also like... I mean, if it's hot and you're stuck in traffic and a traffic jam in Canada, especially or wherever, mm-hmm. you got to have some water, uh, water, lots of it. We usually get especially get um, water bottles where they're not the screw tops so the drink tops. Yes. Now, we've gotten better. We're using reusable bottles now, but yeah, all of the kids have their own little water bottle, which is excellent. It, it also, if you want to get some plastic ones and freeze them. Mm hmm. Uh, that keeps your cooler cold. Yep. Indeed. And when it thaws, you drink it. Exactly. Works really well. But things to munch on, uh, you want to avoid things that get melty and sticky in their hands. Hot little hands of little kids. Yeah. So chocolate-covered stuff, not the best, but some favorites in our family are trail mix, jerkies, especially if you get all sorts of different flavor jerky. Mm-hmm. There's a local purveyor that does all sorts of th- exotic meats, usually mixed with beef or pork. But you can get kangaroo jerky and elk jerky and venison jerky and gator jerky and rattlesnake jerky. And like we just... They're they're all good too, by the way. We've yeah. had all of them and they're wonderful. The kids like them. They do. And then it's like, ooh, you know. I've eaten kangaroo. <laughs> um. I was asking them what else was their favorite things. And like when they get the little mini packets of crackers or uh, cookies, and that's either whether it's the pre-packaged store-bought ones or we just get a big bag and then we pre-package them into little Ziplocs. Yeah, they make those snack-size Ziploc bags. Or little like Gladware, Tupperware-type containers for Mm -hmm. them that we can pass back. Goldfish crackers. Oh, yeah. Tons of goldfish crackers. Especially the cheddar flavor. Yeah. Or the rainbow ones because colors are interesting. No, um, also things they can just suck on. So like hard candies. I know growing up, we always got a box of whatever our favorite candy was. And mine was sweet tarts. And it was not a road trip unless I had that box or roll of sweet tarts. Growing up, the uh, the number one Wiggly Boy treat, Mentos. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It just, it was either that or Lifesavers. Ooh, Lifesavers. Those are yummy. And not the lifesaver gummies, the lifesaver just mm-hmm. suck on the them. hard suck on them. Yeah, ones. yeah, awesome. What's number three, Jess? Number three is scout out your route and do your research. So it's really important to find out where you're going to plan to take pit stops, meal stops, and breaks. The consensus amongst the kids when I was going over this with them was that the best trips they felt were the ones that had great stops, great food. Mm-hmm. And in the past, like when you and I were growing up, you usually looked for those big chain restaurants because you knew what you're going to get at yeah. each of them. Now, I feel like these days, and you know me when we go on these trips, is like I'm looking for the signs for the breweries, distilleries, wineries because they tend to have the best food. It is really good. Yeah. So like 
So you see a sign and sell whatever the local craft brewery is, they probably have good food. Mm-hmm. And we'll look up on the menu real quick to see what we can eat. And I mean, hell, that's what we did yesterday, even when we we're looking for food. It's like, okay, where are we can get some food. There were some chain restaurants. We knew that, but it's like, okay, look up breweries. And we did. And there was a local brewery near where we were ending up because after we did all the hockey stuff, we did some outlet shopping. Yes, we did. And it's like, okay, we just finished coach, or I just finished coaching. You just finished hockey momming. (laughs) And now I'm about to go shopping with my wife and tween. Good times. Dad needs a drink. Indeed. (laughs) But also we wanted some good food and the food was great. It was excellent yesterday. And we've done that on other trips too where we've stopped. Now, (laughs) going through them though were all these road trips. And even some of them, I would list them as horrible ones because it was hot and miserable and we ran out of things to do or something we didn't go right the kids pointed out like we stopped and had great food like we were coming back from uh, i remember we came back from a, my cousin's wedding up in wisconsin mm-hmm. and we stopped at a brewery somewhere in wisconsin in the middle of freaking nowhere yeah it was like the highway and the brewery and that was it mm-hmm. uh food was outstanding Kids loved it. That has left, really good burgers. left a memorable mark on them. But whatever you do, have a place to stop. And that also gets into like when we were talking about that trip to Florida, mm-hmm. we, you and I, like, look, when we were planning our wedding, we were down in Tallahassee. We got married in South Michigan. We were always going up and down, up and down. We could make that trip in amazing time overnight. Like, I think we did in 15 hours. <laughs> it was a thousand that. miles from my driveway or from your parents' driveway to uh, our place down in Florida, mm-hmm. and we still could do it like in 15 hours. So we knew we could do these crazy road trips without kids. With kids, we're like, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. We're taking, you know, this would be reserving a, a hotel trip. room halfway. So have those breaks, have those pit stops. Don't kill yourself on this, especially if you're traveling with kids. I don't know. I mean, that's just pretty much nailed. And especially if you want some side trips or road trips or side trips or sightseeing or whatever. Go research if you're taking a road trip and there's like one of those really weird local like weird spots, weird USA traditional spots like tourist traps. Yes. The only one I can think of right now is the mystery mystery spot spot in Michigan, which I still have not been to. And I'm pretty ticked off about it. We went well. We're going back to the UP for that race. Hopefully we need to go to the but we stopped at a different uh we stopped at a different tourist trap, the one, the giant lighthouse thing that had the great view at the streets of Mackinac and everything. Great, yeah, it was terrifying. Whatever, it was, so it was high worth up in the, the air. what was it, a buck fifty to go climb the thing? Yep. Yeah, it was totally worth it. Um, but there is that one when we were driving from Florida up to Michigan. You get south of the border. South, yes, south of the border. It's like this little. Um, it's like two hundred miles of billboards <laughs> leading it up is. to it. There's one every mile, and so like. There's nothing else to look at. So you are constantly seeing this billboard for this place called South of the Border. And it's like really exciting. And then you finally get to it. You can see it from the highway. And it's like this little mini golf thing. And I think there's, and there's a all Ferris sorts of stores. Yeah. It's basically a gigantic tourist trap. It's like a strip but mall with It's got butt-butt. the best lead up to it because every mile there's this brand new billboard. And some of them are hilarious. And I could see where they would absolutely suck you in. And that would be an excellent place to go with kids because they would probably love it. And yeah, it would definitely leave some memories. I really wanted to go to it. And you were like, no, we have to go. We used to like pressure my parents when we were going uh, back and forth to the UP to see family. We, you know, 
there's Mackinac Island, which everyone, you know, I think most people know about it, right in the Straits of Mackinac, but you got to take a ferry to get over there, and that takes time. My parents weren't willing to take that much of a detour, mm-hmm. where it's like, park the car, hop on the ferry, go over. We have been over to Mackinac. You haven't. I have not. I have been there many Our times. children haven't either. But my brother and I used to love to stop at Fort Mishamillimac, which is on the lower peninsula side of the Straits, and it's got the whole fort, old-timey experience, and as little kids, we loved it. There's lots of pictures of us with our heads and arms in the stocks. <laughs> You know, looking like like the locals are throwing uh, rotten tomatoes, tomatoes at us. Yeah. Uh, we just love stopping there. We'd always ask, can we please, please, please stop? Mm-hmm. And, you know, give us the family a chance to get out, stretch our legs. Awesome. Yeah. That or going by the little uh, shanties and shacks along uh, US2 and uh, along the Lake Michigan coast of uh, the UP. There's all these little shacks where they're smoking fish. And we used to get smoked fish, and then you get a little bit of cream cheese and put it on saltines. So good. Yep. Nope. It's an acquired taste, apparently. Yeah. Indeed. Says the girl from down south where they, like, suck the head. Uh, That's delicious. It is delicious. See? You like my food. You should like... it's actually good. You should like my food. Whereas your food is not good. Nope. (sighs) Sorry, Michigan person. Jessica, move on to uh, number four. <laughs> pre-pack and pre-position. So you want to get off on the right foot. Make sure you are packing and loading the car well ahead of your adventure. So like packing the car the night before works great or pre-position. So we'll pack the suitcases the day before mm-hmm. and then put them down in the living room. Yeah. So the day of depends on how much stuff's going into the car. If it's just everyone's got a bag, and then maybe one bag that's the community family toiletries bag, which you can pack the morning of, mm-hmm. we'll have those pre-positioned so then I can just put them in. And I like I like that we all have suitcases because then they, a bunch of rectangles, a bunch of cubes and everything lock together better in the back of the car than weird sized totes. It's like playing Tetris. It is like playing Tetris. Great. <laughs> but having that stuff there or loading the car. So then it's not like I'm trying to run around the house and pack, which is a little infuriating, frustrating, especially if you have children. And then loading the car, which can have its own frustrations because sometimes you have to put something in and then take three things back out to put something else in. <laughs> Doing all that and then getting in the car and like stressing out like, oh, we're, we're late. This took too long. Do it in advance. That way, the next day, you can get up and go. Or you can get home from work and go. Reduces that stress level. Makes life so much easier. I think that's pretty much all I mean, that's pretty, pretty all much all there is yeah. to it. Just do it ahead of time, and then you don't have to stress out. You can actually sleep the night before. Well, and then, like, you usually get, like, what, 10 miles, 20 miles on the road, and go, oh, my God, I forgot X. Well, guess what? Now you loaded the car, and, like... <laughs> An hour or two later, when it dawns, dawns on you, like, oh, I forgot this. It's like, you're still at home. Go get it. You yeah. got time. What's number five, Marco? Number five. is It's kind of boring, but eh, kind of helpful. It's important. And that is a cheat sheet of the addresses you need. Something not electronic. So if, you're, if your phone dies or if it's buried in your email, whatever, you've got it written out, printed out right there. You can put it into your car GPS or your phone GPS or your standalone. Does anyone still have a standalone Garmin? We did way back in the day. But anyway, you've got those addresses, so you need to go. And key information all in one place on one little sheet of paper. Maybe you know your hotel information, key spots you want to stop at, um, 
we have a little folder. We put it all in, hotel reservation, uh, confirmation number, everything. So it's in one place, even though it's buried in my phone all over the place. Mm-hmm. Boom, right there. Because the last thing I want to do when I get to like the hotel, I'm like, whoa, you know. We lost your reservation. No, you didn't. No, it's you right don't. here. Are you sure you're in here? You're like, listen, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> now, the majority of the times they know who we are. You know, you hand over your driver's license and your credit card. And they're like, oh, there's your reservation. But every so often, especially if you're working with a mom and pop type hotel, things get lost. Have all that information ready to go. But especially the addresses too. like even yesterday, we had to go to a rink we'd never been to before. And I had the address, boom, ready to go mm-hmm. and put it on in. Which is great because when they sent out the information, they put in the uh, the wrong zip code. Nice. So I was able to get that straightened out. Not that exciting, but... Necessary. Necessary. Something else that's necessary. Jessica, number six. Emergency supplies. What can we say? It happens. Indeed, it does. Especially uh, if you have four kids. You want to have... You have four kids. Or you're going on... Or you have a dog. Or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. You have a ferret. <laughs> Who knows? A ferret? Oh, my God. A ferret in a car. That would be something. We once took our cat on a road trip to Maryland. He was a kitten. It was terrible. He spent the entire time um, meowing like crazy. Did it happen all uh, over your car? No, actually, it didn't. He was very well litter box trained. He also was apparently a private pooper because we took specific <laughs> stops in order to set up the litter box for him, and he refused to use it. Did you have like um, a little dome over it? No. Privacy screen? Maybe that's what we should have done. Anyways, he just waited until we got to like my grandparents' house and then we set it up for them and then he went a lot. Um, but that cat <laughs> spent the entire time meowing and running back and forth across the back seat with my brother and I. And we were like, we don't know what to do to make the cat happy. Um, and my dad kept yelling, put him back in his crate. And that seemed mean. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it was interesting. I don't recommend taking a road trip with a cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, amongst the emergency supplies I have, like, if you're traveling in the winter, even though you're like, well, we'll get there and, like, we're going to go shopping and stuff. And, like, yesterday, like, kid one just had her sneakers. You got to be prepared uh, to get run off the, you know, spin off the road, get stuck in the snow or whatever. So you want boots, blankets, gloves, like a hat. Even if you don't feel like you need it in your car because you got the heat on and where you're going, you're not going to need it. Mm-hmm. You know, think worst case scenario. What happens if you get a flat tire in the middle of nowhere on the highway in the winter? It's it's cold. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. Uh, you For us, we've got a air pump that hooks into the cigarette lighter so we can pump up tires in case that, that spare doesn't isn't filled all the way. Stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, we actually, in the winter, keep a shovel in the car, too. We've got a small condensed shovel in case you, like, again, get, like slide off the road and get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, we have a emergency battery uh, jumper. So, like, let's say you get stuck and you need a jump. Well, one, how many horror movies start with, like, <laughs> involve the scene where you, like, especially, like, the young lady by herself needs a jump and the crazy person comes and, like, whatever. Murder. It's yeah. always murder. Or abduction. Or something else. Cult or whatever. A cult. But even a if you can't, cult comes you can't to find somebody, <laughs> you know, you're at a weird rink or something. We've got a uh, battery backup that uh, you just go, you put it on the battery, and it'll jump the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready for that. Uh, tools in case you got to do a quick repair, which, like, remember your old Toyota, the one we had the road trip up to Maryland? That was, yeah. yeah, I know. It was, we went for a funeral. That was sad. But like, also, we had your car and 
that also needed its own funeral. It did. It <laughs> that, took a giant crap in your sister's driveway. Yeah, she was like thrown like it, crap. It just wholly let loose of all its fluids. It's <laughs> like, do they make so depends mad. for a old Toyota? For old Toyota Camry. <laughs> Spoiler, they don't. So then your dad had to pay, I forgot, on a week holiday weekend, or no, on a weekend at least, it was oh, like no. to get a body shop just to patch it together so we could get back to Florida. And even then, every hour or two, we were putting more fluid in it because the radiator was leaking and it was a mess. About a week later, you got your Saturn. I did, and that was nice. Yeah. But uh, luckily, we had some tools because there is lots of repairs along the way just for us to like make our way back to uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one, uh, the tip I like to give for emergency supplies, and it comes in handy. Like, I remember uh, my sister one semester was taking classes up at in Kalamazoo from down where we're at, and it was about an hour drive. And she had what, what turned out to be my first car. It was her car at the time, my dad's old car. It was an 81 Chevy Caprice. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that thing got nine miles to the gallon until when I went and nine. fixed the yeah replete replace the entire exhaust system and everything, and somehow that helped to get up to thirteen miles to the gallon. Well, hey, that's better than nine. I remember I used to like get to an intersection and the light would turn green and I would like floor it to get through because the thing didn't have a lot of get up and go. Mm-hmm. But also when I floored it and even on open stretch of road, being a responsible sixteen year old driver would floor it and like all right we're gonna i'm just gonna go because i'm out like out in well this area like out by coloma there's nothing out there there's not it's just farm and yes coloma michigan is a place and i would watch as i floored it like in the gas you'd watch the the needle on the gas gauge would go down like oh it's just sloshing around come back up nope (laughs) (laughs) they had just an incredibly large (laughs) gas tank too but like holy crap that thing was a gas guzzler Anyway, she was driving this thing back and forth one summer, and you know, it's a tip that she used. And working with other people in safety and security, and it's a tip that comes up again and again. As gross as it may sound, put a roll of toilet paper in a gallon size Ziploc bag, or leftover garbage, you know, like grocery bags or whatever, the plastic ones, not the paper ones, in case you have a gastrointestinal emergency. Yeah, you've got the supplies. One, the Ziploc bag keeps the toilet paper from getting all grody and nasty but two if you need something <laughs> that contain the mess you might not care you might just let it go but at least your toilet paper isn't full of crumbs and gravel and everything else that it picked up rolling around in the back of your car they'll look on your face let's move on let's do that what's next number seven you know this this is plays off of that red toyota story very very well mm-hmm <laughs> Tune up or take your car to a checkup before you go off on massive road trips. Yes, you should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. One story that comes to mind out this is uh, your van before we went to the Wisconsin Dells. Yes. And we were having some issues with the air conditioning. Right. So we, we did take it in before the road trip and we got the air conditioner fixed or so we, we thought. thought. Air quotes around fixed? Yeah, yeah. So the trip getting to the Dells was perfectly fine we were super comfy everything was fabulous we had all the other things checked checked the fan belts mm-hmm. checked the fluids everything and what we knew there was the air conditioning had been a little wonky yeah so they i don't know they replaced the fluid and they were like okay well you should be fine um and we if said, it's not let us know because <laughs> then you have like a pinprick um 
leaks somewhere in somewhere. the line, but yeah. otherwise you should be fine. Okay, so we did that, and the the entire week we were there, like we were in and out of the car because there were places to go to. Everything was fine. We get in the car when it's time to go home, and we get about 10 miles down the road, and we realize that it is very uncomfortably hot in the van. And because of construction, it went from a three-lane highway down to one lane congested. Yeah. Heading south, so and it was the end of the weekend, so everyone is heading towards Chicago, mm-hmm. like us, mm-hmm. heading south. Yep. And then it just got hotter and hotter and hotter in the car, and I was finally like, dude, I think the air conditioner is broken again. Um, we need to roll the windows down. Well, we like, had no, rolled the, we're we, not rolling the windows we, down. We, we had noticed it before. <laughs> yeah, we had that. Then we also had rolled the windows down, but then we got stuck in traffic again. Right, another and it backup. Didn't help. And now the windows are down, and it's miserable, and we're all stuck in there. The kids are just sweaty messes. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, so what did we do? We took a detour to Ikea, <laughs> and we bought even more crap to stick into the van. But, yeah. If it wasn't stressful enough trying to redesign your home, and if you've been to Ikea with your spouse or significant other, you know that's that's a stressful life experience in itself. Like, and then add kids to it. Then add kids to it. Now everyone is hot and tired and <laughs> exhausted. Oh, my God. Kudos to anyone who's still married after that. We made it through married after that. Go us. And then we took them out and we got, I got this adorable photo, by the way, of kid three and kid four sharing a milkshake, a giant milkshake. With, we each have oh, a yeah. straw. It's very mm-hmm. cute. And they actually remember that trip and the, those milkshakes after dinner. And they said that was one of their favorite road trips. Like, I mean, it was a really fun trip. Every, it, we did it was some a fun really trip, fun things. But they were, when I said, hey, not the destination, the travel. Oh. And they listed that one as their favorite travel trips. Also, they listed it as one of their most hated <laughs> trips, too. The hot it's part in the car. So hot. But that made the milkshake thing even better. Yeah. Yeah. So and the then there's is... the whole getting kids who are scared of escalators through an Ikea oh. <laughs> on a busy weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yes. Be sure you tune up your car. Uh, doesn't mean you won't run into issues out on the road, but it helps. It does help. At least the first half of your trip will be good. Hopefully. Hopefully. Minimizes the chances of being stuck in places where you get out of your car and you can hear the banjos going. You're like, oh, Lord, it's going to be deliverance. Your dad did that. We were moving you to Florida State, and he took this weird detour through the Smoky Mountains, and he was like, let's at go night. To it, at night in the middle of nowhere, and... I was so terrified that like the car was going to break down somewhere in the middle of the mountains. And your dad was like, oh, this is fine. Don't worry. Your mom loves it when I take these weird little detours. And I was like, I bet she doesn't. And also, I bet she really doesn't when you do it in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. No, thank you. Yeah, we weren't even supposed to be in West Virginia. By the way, on our runs back and forth between Michigan and uh, Florida when we used to live down there, remember the night that we stopped and like we picked up a bunch of fireworks that were of the varieties that are illegal in Michigan at that time. This might still be, I don't remember, but we, we stopped at a gas station at like three in the morning. I don't know what state we were in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, there's gas. They are, um, they're selling fireworks. There's a barbecue pit there, which just happens to have some mosquito netting, keeping the ash from flying over to the gas. There you, you could buy a moonshine. Like, you could buy, like, the pre-made marketed stuff, and then there's the guys like, oh, and over there is the mom-and-pop stuff that somebody's making. Nice. Yeah. 
That's an adventure. Indeed. All right. Well, that's the checkup and turn the car. And if you didn't, well, then you definitely want those emergency supplies. For sure. Because stuff happens. Another reason why you might want those emergency supplies. Jessica, number nine. No. Number eight. Number eight. Check the weather. This is super important because you don't want to get stuck in a hurricane. Or, or a blizzard. A blizzard like we did. We went to, we decided we were going to go to Great Wolf Lodge for spring break one year. No, no, no. It was, it was President's Day weekend. Oh, okay. So the kids had a four-day weekend, and we actually added another day to it. They were they were off on Friday. Mm-hmm. They were off the following Monday for President's Day, and we just took off Thursday. We're like, all right, mental health day. Yeah. We left, and it was, it was snowing at home, but we were like, eh, it's probably going to be fine. We're just, we'll get out of town and... I'm sure it'll clear up as we as we start to get By the time there. we get to Grand Rapids, it's like, we should turn around. And I'm looking in the back window, and it's almost black. And this is at 10 in the morning. Yep. Huge storm had moved in, snowing, dark clouds. I'm like, well, there's no going back now. Well, that, and we checked the highway thing, and the highway by us had actually been shut down. So, like, even if we had wanted to get home... We would have had a hell of a time actually achieving that. There's not a whole lot between where we live and Grand Rapids, exactly. too. So it's like, where like the hell are we going to go? We could have diverted to Kalamazoo, but... Wouldn't have been any better. Yeah, end up in a hotel room at the last minute, like, an hour from home. Right. Um, so we just pressed on, and we went ahead and made it to Great Wolf Lodge, but it was probably the most terrifying car ride ever. No, they we were, could there was, not see. And the kids were talking about that, too, it was, when we were chatting about this, was like there were times where you couldn't see anything, and there was times where it was just beautiful, and the sun was out, and it was glistening off all the snow on the trees, and they thought it was pretty. But we got to play plenty of rounds of this famous Midwest game of, am I on the road or not? <laughs> and yeah. which lane am I in? And if I'm on a two-lane road, am I in my lane, or am I across the yellow line? Yeah, no, I think the probably the where most... Are they- is the road <laughs> probably the scariest part of the whole trip was actually turning left onto the road that went up to the lodge because there was a lot of incoming traffic but you couldn't see it until they were about to smash into you yeah you get the morons and the white cars with no lights on and a heavy snowstorm around sunset it was terrible or after sunset it's like i was so scared the? that we were gonna die yeah it's always the person in the white car during the snowstorm with no headlights I think on they do it on purpose no, i don't know camouflage but there was that one. There was also the road trip where we we had the, the summer that we got married. A lot of our friends and family got married, too. So we did a trip where we went from Tallahassee up to southwest Michigan, where we were from, mm-hmm. and where we were getting married. Did some plan, wedding planning. Made it, went up a little bit further up in Michigan for two of our friends were getting married. Went to their wedding. Went back home. Then we took the road trip through... Um, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Actually, we got caught in a rainstorm in that one. So we had to stay in an emergency hotel in Pennsylvania off the turnpike because it was raining so hard they actually shut down the highway. The Waffle House was packed. (laughs) So then we continue on. We make it out to Virginia, Maryland area, and we were there for your cousin's wedding, Mm -hmm. which was departing out of there. We were leaving late because your cousin had a dry wedding, and we forgot our flasks and airline bottles that we were going to sneak in so everyone went back to your aunt's house and the party was there and oh, because yes, virginia, virginia had weird liquor laws they forgot to stock up so the only people that had supplies were us and so everyone's drinking captain morgan tattoo and we drank too much way too much so the next morning was rough rough is an understatement <laughs> we had to get, like we could not get out of bed we weren't the only ones nope yeah 
the whole family, uh, every sick. room, it was like a war zone. Everyone's just like sick as could be. We eventually, in the middle of the afternoon, were well enough to drive, and we started driving south. We're not paying attention that there were hur- it was a hurricane coming towards Florida. Oh, hurricanes. So we're driving along US 10 in the night, and I'm having trouble holding, and like, and I'm like, there's no traffic. And then at one point, we get passed mm-hmm. by an 11 car emergency vehicle caravan, and I'm like, we were on I 10, and I'm like, man, I'm having trouble holding the car on the road. Find out the next day there were twin tornadoes were spawned and they were flanking I 10 right around where we were. That's great. Yeah. Probably should have paid attention that there was a hurricane coming. Probably. Another hurricane story is we're down in Florida <laughs> and we go down to a conference <laughs> that actually everyone's bailing out of and getting out of because hurricane is coming. The hurricane was coming. It was supposed to be in Daytona Beach and then they moved it to Orlando for safety and it veers off. It goes off into the Atlantic. Cool. It's gone. Well, it did a loop-de-loop and it came back and hit through Central Florida. So most people bailed. Some of our friends who were on the conference staff got stuck there for the weekend at the hotel. They could not bail. But we're like, you know what? Conference is technically done. Let's get out of here. Let's bail. (laughs) But then we saw pirate adventure golf 36 holes and went and played pirates, 30, cove. pirates cove played 36 holes of adventure golf and then went as the palm trees are turning sideways going we have to go home let's get the f- out of orlando it's time to go yeah so um we made it out just in time too we yeah we we finished the conference we went we knew there was a hurricane coming we probably should have paid attention to how close that hurricane was yeah but we did make it home safely uh moral of the story check the weather <laughs> And then, of course, I, I mentioned the story of spring break and the Smokies uh, and the big snowstorm. It's not like it was a great mystery that it appeared out of nowhere. That thing was moving across the country. You know, it's easy to pick on mom and dad, but mom and dad should have checked the weather. They should have. Before we got snowed in at the shag carpeting. Yep. The Weather Channel was definitely a thing in the 80s. So. Motel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Check the weather. My parents probably should have checked the weather. I'll also for say. Florida trip too. So when I went to Michigan Tech, um, which is way up. It's so funny. Michigan Tech is like farther north than northern Michigan University. Like you get to northern Michigan and you see the sign. It's like, okay, another 99 miles to get to Houghton. Not Houghton Lake, which is in the lower peninsula. Houghton. Keywanaw Peninsula. If you look at the UP, the upper peninsula, there's that little finger that sticks out into Lake Superior. That's the Keywanaw Peninsula. Michigan Tech is like right where like the thumb knuckle is on that thing. Here I am, Michigan kid. Directions on the hands. Anyway, <laughs> we used to time our escapes from Michigan, and we would, there was a lot of carpooling going on, getting up there and back. But it's like, okay, I can either skip a class and leave now and get home, or I can stay and attend my class, and I will probably get snowed in and not get to go home for Thanksgiving or go home a week late for Christmas or something. So we would watch the weather very carefully, and all of a sudden, all these engineering students become amateur meteorologists. <laughs> Trying to figure out when do I need to escape, mm-hmm. and there, I mean, there are drives, and we're driving in the car, and we're looking at the car thermometer, and like it's negative twenty two. My feet, like I can't feel my toes in the car with the heat blasting. It happens. Yeah, we didn't have the best vehicles either. Nope. But we were college students, and we made it. So yes, check the weather before hitting those big road trips. Yeah, and if you have checked the weather and you see a storm is coming, or make even sure not. or even not, make sure you leave a time buffer. That like actually applied really well to yesterday. So yesterday, we knew we were going to a rink we'd never been to before. Uh, there was some construction on the maps when we were checking the route, but mm-hmm. we left over an hour buffer. Uh, and keep in mind, like I know that Kid One takes a half hour to put on her goalie gear. She just takes her sweet old time dressing and even longer to get out of her gear. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the coaches. So I wanted her dressed. I didn't know what the locker situation was. So she was going already kind of half dressed in tights in case yeah. she had to be in the, with the boys. But uh, I knew if there was a girl's locker room, she would want to use it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her dressed and in the main locker room in time so we can do the coach speech and everything and be ready. So we left after Kid 3's series of games at his jamboree, mm-hmm. and we hit the road. And I wasn't the only one. Uh, the The head coach did the same thing because he's got a kid that also plays mites, and he's got a kid on Kid 1's team. And it turned out all the all the parents who left early and left this huge buffer are the ones that got stuck in traffic because a tractor-trailer semi overturned and was blocking all three lanes and the shoulders of I-94. Yep, it jackknifed right in the middle of the highway. In Indiana. Tipped over on its side. Uh, and we all got stuck there. And then, of course, we're sending off messages through our um, our team app and through text message and even on Facebook and everything. So those who left late, who were going to be cutting it by their skin of their teeth, getting it on time, were the ones who were actually at the rink in time mm-hmm. to start the game. You definitely want that buffer just... Because I mean, why stress yourself out more than that? even then I was I was stressed getting. But thankfully, we had if we had not had that buffer. Oh, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Had we, you know, we at least we made it there in time for the puck drop. I was calling the team manager from the other team. Like, look, majority of our team is stuck in traffic. Um, And even the ones who left later, quote unquote, they still they basically figured out how long the trip was and they were going to be there half hour early. Mm hmm. And they even then were getting, calling it close. Yeah. But we had enough kids to start the game. And the rest, by the end of the game, we had everybody who was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, leave yourself a time buffer that cuts down on the stress. You're you're more relaxed when you show up where you want to go. It gives time for other things. If mishaps happen, if you get stuck in traffic because of a traffic jam in, the, in Canada and the OPP doesn't know how to divert people off a highway and maybe hold up more than two local cars, eh? Hey. As I'm sipping my Tim Hortons over here because it's coffee day again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Leave yourself that buffer because it happens. Indeed. And you know what? The nice part is if you have that extra time because you've left that buffer, that leaves for number 10, Jessica. Don't be Don't be afraid to improvise. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Climb to the top of the lighthouse in the UP. No. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we did that. <laughs> we because did. we had time. Uh, yeah. Go down the scenic drive. We went to that scenic overlook in the lower peninsula. We've done all these other things. Go play miniature golf. Like, oh, that looks cool. Or the, the cheese house in Wisconsin Dells. Go do those tourist traps. We can finally go to the mystery spot. Yes, we Pull can go over to for the mystery the, spot. The Instagram selfies in front of the, uh, the Mackinac Bridge or... Yeah. Down in Florida. Go, go do the fun things. Go find a waterfall. Go have adventures. It's yeah. great. That's part of the fun of having a road trip. You can take side mini road trips to go and do those things. You know, it's like, oh, well, we're planning on eating here, but wow, that place looks delicious. Or, well, hey, we looked up their, their menu online. Let's go there. Leave yourself that, that extra time you leave yourself in number nine gives you time to improvise, have fun, explore, have an adventure. Mm-hmm. Or if you've See got some it, local color. Yeah. Or if you decide to take a detour. Yeah. And then you go, lock the doors, roll up the windows. I hear banjos. <laughs> I've seen deliverance. Let's get the hell out of here. And then going back the way you came to get back on your main route. 
you got time for that. Yep, and then you have a really fun story. Yeah, and traffic stories. And speaking of fun stories, what did we see <laughs> while we were on the road yesterday for Kid One's game? After we got out of the, the being snarled in traffic for whatever over an hour to go two miles. By the way, the GPS on the van cracking me up. We're just going. I wish we had gotten a picture in time. At one point, we were going zero point three miles an hour. That's hilarious. Yeah, but we get into Indiana. We're almost there. We're close to the Illinois border. What was it called? I- Il- no, well, I- well, oh. Iliana. Yes, Iliana. Indie noise, whatever. I like indie noise more, but what? they're calling it Iliana. Whatever. We're right on the border between Indiana and Illinois. We are on the Indiana side. So Illinois people, you can blame the Indiana people. I do not know where this car was from because snow was covering the license it, plate. It was, which is good because I definitely. But there was posted a posted this picture on the a, internet. Yeah, you posted. I am not. I am not. Repeat. Not putting this on. That's good. Our. Red Arrow Health and Wellness Instagram account, Red Arrow HW, if you're looking for it. Um, but it was a pickup truck loaded to the top of like the... Like a mountain. I am not exaggerating, people. An actual mountain full of dead raccoon and dead possums, possums and, and one, one fox? dead fox. Yes. And it's I'm fairly certain they were not just picking up roadkill off the side of the road because none of these animals appeared smushed and i can say that with certainty because i have quite the close-up of the mountain of animals. there was definitely some rigor mortis going on There's a lot of stiff little legs a lot of mouths open in <laughs> that you know pace. that facial expression is great except for we're doing audio only yeah but it was for you yes <laughs> um curl, lots of reactions so tail. the majority it's interesting that the instagram because you put on instagram your personal instagram mm-hmm. and your personal facebook I did. the instagram responses are hilarious the Facebook ones are mostly... They're like, all horrified. Horrified. Oh, my oh God. My God this like, is animal cruelty. How could you... Uh, well, I'm not discrediting that, but it's, it's interesting, fun. the polar opposite, because like, the Instagrams are more, ones are more like, somebody's heading to the hot dog plant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And raccoon, the other, other, other white meat. It's yes. what's for dinner. No, but like... Somebody's having a feast. Kid number one was just like, what is happening in this truck? And we didn't have a good answer for her because yeah. this is something that I had just never seen one in my the, life before. Well, one of the dads at, uh, at hockey was like, you know, if I was a cop, I would have pulled him over and like, just God, I just got to know the story. Like, I'll ignore the two kilos of uh, cocaine in the back, <laughs> which also meant up like, I wonder if they're just smuggling cocaine underneath and like, and drugs. And that confused the drug dog because all they can smell is dead animal. All For sorts of jokes. Sure. So, like, the Instagram one was more of, we're going to deal with this craziness with humor, mm-hmm. and the Facebook one was more of, we're going to deal with this craziness with outrage. It was something. It was something. For sure. Now, Kid One has a story for... I'm glad that it was also... Old. Yeah, I'm glad it was also winter and we had our windows up, because imagine what that thing smelled like. No. Imagine if it was summer and that guy's driving around, how bad the back of his truck would smell. No. I don't want to imagine that because just driving by one little piece of roadkill in the summer with the windows down is bad enough, let alone a giant <laughs> truck with a mountain of a dead things. pickup truck loaded up. He can't, I don't even know how he could see. A, he couldn't see. See I'm out of the back the window. I'm right now and there's no way he could have seen out the back window. It's up to the roof of the pickup, right? Actually, one goes over the roof of the pickup. Oh my God. But it is a legit mountain of dead creatures. There's a, there's a story there. Yeah, pure, I, well, why? Why? I told somebody like you know, Michigan has the pure Michigan with ad campaign with uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. 
Yeah, the Indiana version, not as good. Not so good. No. No. Who do you think they'd get for that pure Indiana? I don't know. We get Tim Allen and his comforting, almost the voice he does for uh, Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. They get like, what, Samuel Jackson? <laughs> pure Indiana, mother. <laughs> Or Dave Chappelle doing the Samuel L. Jackson. It's uh mm, yeah. That's funny. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So those are our ten tips of road trips. <laughs> oh, they were a trip. It, yep, this, for sure. Oh, good family memories. Go make some. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, cheers one more time, and then we're gonna do the Red Arrow Challenge. The Red Arrow Challenge is our ongoing virtual multi-sport competition like no other. Do any of the component um, pieces or the composite points and enter in your totals. You can find the links off our Instagram, which is Red Arrow HW. Put your totals in. And for those who make it to the top of their age group in each category, we should give a shout out to on our podcast. And for the most recently completed week, the champions are swimming. Not a lot of swimming going on, but 40 to 49, Jesse's girl. Running. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Great One. 50 to 59, G Smith. 60 to 69, Pac Mac. And for our featured members, which are you and me, me. Walking. 9 and under, Easy E. 10 to 19, Soleil. 20 to 29, Smytha. 30 to 39, Wildcat. 40 to 49, Coffee Dude. 50 to 59, Teddy. 68. 60 to 69, Mary Mary. And for our featured members, me. Biking on road. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, and our featured members, me. Biking off road. These have got to be the fat tire people or someone who lives someplace without snow, which is not a Florida. lot of places it's this Florida past week. Right now. Uh, Husky Mike with an I. Uh, well, both in Mike and in Husky. 20 to 29 is Husky Mike. 30 to 39 is Dirt Devil. And 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. Nobody. Mm. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Me West. No, 40 to 49 year olds. 50 to 59, Mary Mary. 60 to 69, Sunny D. Cross country skiing. 20 to 29, Husky Mike. 30 to 39, Moose Man. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. 50 to 59, Elvis. 60 to 69, Pac Mac. Skating. 20 to 29, Lexi with two X's. 30 to 39 was a tie. SB Nikki and SB Tom. 40 to 49, Coach T. No, 50 to 59 year olds this week. And 60 to 69, MRH 313. And for our featured members, me. Hockey. 9 and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Sid with two Ds, 30 to 39, Wildcat with a K, 40 to 49, Great Juan with the number eight in there, 50 to 59, Herb, or Herb, <laughs> maybe they just grow like basil and stuff. We make this joke every week. I don't know. Good job, 60 Herb. to 69, MRH313, and for our feature members, me. Points! <laughs> Nine and under. That just made me think of uh, Coach Dan's comment that you sound like pinking the brain. What do we do every night? 
Points. Take over the world. <laughs> right, anyway, points. Nine and under. Easy E. 10 to 19. Lucky dude. 20 to 29. Husky Mike. 30 to 39. Moose Man. 40 to 49. Great one. 50 to 59. Teddy 68. 60 to 69. Pack Mac. Nobody older than that. And for our featured members, me. Good job, Hubs. Thank you. You we'll did see, it again. We can see what next week turns out. I bet you you'll win. But for now, this this was another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop episodes every week, usually on Monday. Check them out at wherever you get your podcasts, because we're all over the place now. Or you can find the link off of our link tree, which you can find right in the link in the bio on our Instagram, which is the handle. Yeah, the handle is Red Arrow HW. I need some more coffee. I also have to go coach a hockey game. So, just this has been fun. Loads of fun. We'll do it again next week. Okay. I got something fun for next week. It'll be great. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.